0: This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 55. In today's healthcare environment, change is never-ending. So today, we're talking about two types of change, project-initiative-driven change and framework-systems-driven change. Both are equally important. Don't go away. Hi, healthcare leaders. I'm Tracy Christofferson. And I'm Michelle Troset. We're your hosts for Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, and we are so grateful you joined us today. You're about
1: to see healthcare problems and challenges through a brand new lens and take your leadership to a whole new level with this podcast.
0: We've coached healthcare leaders from across North America for over 30 years as they strive to establish healthy, healing organizations and thriving work cultures. This is the only podcast that shows healthcare leaders how to apply polarity thinking missing logic in healthcare to their reoccurring challenges so they can stop wasting time, money and resources on fixes that fail.
1: If you want to create a healthy healing organization where staff and leaders thrive and perform at their highest level, where values are aligned, outcomes are sustainable and the highest quality of care is delivered, then this podcast is for you. Keep listening. Each week, you're going to learn how to leverage a polarity mindset and manage competing priorities as we use a polarity lens to explore everyday challenges with the leaders who are striving to manage them. We're thrilled you're here.
0: Well, hello, everybody. It's Tracy. And her sidekick, Michelle. We're back. (laughs) We're back. Aren't you glad? (laughs) Yeah, and um, today's episode is um, something we have a lot of experience with, and we're excited to bring a new perspective to all of our healthcare leaders out there. And we sure have a lot of experience with this. Yes, we do. 30 years worth. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Tracy, there's a lot of problems, concerns, culture practice issues out there, And they appear unique to each organization, but it's really amazing how they're almost the same everywhere we go. I know. Well, you know, when you travel around and you're in a lot of
1: different healthcare organizations, you have that perspective. Yes. But when you're in the organization, you (laughs) kind of think, no, you don't understand. This is about us, right? This is unique to us, or this is different. And it's just because we have a different view, right? We see from kind of an observer yeah, perspective. Yeah, so we can yeah. see that, I think, a little more easily than than some can.
0: Yeah. And when you share with them things that might be going on or have you experienced this, they think, wow, you're amazing. How did you know that? <laughs>
1: well, don't give our secret away. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them how.
0: <laughs> so uh, that's just it. Everything seems different, but everything's the same, right? And um, so the good news about that is, and what we'll be sharing with you, is we can have some common activities we can do around that, some common approaches.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, because you can learn from the patterns, right? Across the different organizations.
0: Yeah, so leaders face the same competing priorities wherever we go. And um, many have, quote unquote, change initiatives that are occurring all at the same time. And they're all feeling that as well.
1: Oh, they're quite overwhelmed by them, really, right? Every day there's something new, another initiative, another change effort, right, that they have to try to fit in or blend in or work on. And yeah, it's very overwhelming. It is. It is. And, you know, that can kind of be a bit of a fix-it approach, right? We have a problem. Let's bring some people together. Let's fix this. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's often like a one-off or done independently sometimes, not really thought of in the context of the whole. Right. And what's happening or how that's going to impact others. And I think that's the frustrating part, right? People that are kind of left out or not considered, right, Uh, parts of the system that are not considered are kind of like, wait a minute, why didn't you think about us, right? And the people that are heads down in the initiative think they're really moving something forward and doing something great. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. But they really, they just, you know, it's that systems thinking approach Mm -hmm. is what we're really talking about, right? Right. And rather than just project-driven, initiative-driven change is to look at, that's important and that's called for at times, right? But it's also complemented with a systems or a framework kind of an approach. And we've lived with that, right? We actually helped evolve and develop a framework approach mm-hmm. that was used in healthcare mm-hmm. organizations all across the country, and uh, we've we've seen the benefits of that, right? We've lived that experience of having that connectedness to seeing the whole picture, um, you know, knowing how each element impacted the other, and really always looked at things through that lens.
0: That that whole. That wholeness. Yeah, kind of put the glue around it and it helped you see how everything was interconnected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's something that you have to really kind of gain an appreciation for. So, one of the, um, what an individual that kind of had a, you know, an influence and really kind of brought voice to it, I think, Mm -hmm. to frameworks was John Nesbitt. Yep. And he's a world-renowned futurist. Yep. And he kind of brought this perspective regarding the importance of having a framework. And I'm just going to share a quote here from him. And it said, I felt that in a world where events and ideas were analyzed to the point of lifelessness, where complexity grew by quantum leaps. Why does this sound familiar, everybody? Yeah. Where the information din was so high that one had to shriek to be heard above it, people were hungry structure. And, you know, so with a simple framework, we could begin to make sense of the world and we could change the framework as the world
0: itself changed. Yeah. So it brings some structure to a lot of complexity. It helps make sense of the world. Yeah, really. It's kind of just that a framework, just that
1: organizing structure that brings the pieces together. So you can clearly see the whole, right? Mm -hmm. The whole of what's happening or the whole of the situation. And and uh, I think those are just such wise words. And they're so, you know, this was what, how many years
0: ago that we heard this, right? Well, I think he originally put it in his book, Mindset, which it's been years ago. I think when oh. I, I want to guess 2011, don't quote me on that, but yeah, it's been but, a while. But it's
1: been quite yeah. a while, right? Yeah. 10 years at least, at least or more. Yep. And, and these words are still true today, mm-hmm. right? The noise is still high. The change is still happening, right? All these things that he spoke about are clearly evident in healthcare organizations today. And people are hungry for something that's gonna pull the pieces together. Leaders are asking for that, right? They're drowning in the initiatives and they're really looking for how do we pull all these pieces together so we know where we're headed, right? And we're we're making the progress that we wanna make and we know what we're who we're
0: impacting and what we're impacting. <laughs> Yep, yep, and their leaders are out there just juggling all their projects. You know, how many plates do you have in the air? (laughs) They have a lot of plates in the air, and they're revisiting the same issues over and over and unable to determine which of the many priorities is actually the priority. Right. Well, this is a
1: priority. You need to get
0: right on it. (laughs) No, that was yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, we have another one today, right? Lead this priority. And they're just kind of like, which priority is the priority? Yeah, It's, it's... you know, and, and a lot of times, um, like I said, you know, they kinda get into that fix it. Let's we've got a problem, let's pull a bunch of people together, let's just try to fix this thing, right? And they it may not even be an evidence based approach. Right. But, you know, they may not feel like they have time to do the research or, you know, and so then it can just be, you know, kind of like, you know, throwing spaghetti on the wall, right? Yep. Is that our yep. friend Lynn Gallagher Ford yep. says. This she list- talks
0: about that all the time with leaders. It drives her crazy. Lynn, if you're listening, we're, we're right there with you. <laughs> because what happens is you have an issue or a problem, and you pull a bunch of people together in a room, and you just start brainstorming. Okay, what do you think? What do you think? But it's really not grounded in evidence. No one's really going out there. No one's asking the right questions. Then we spend a lot of time and money, resources, trying to make the change. And guess what? It pops back up again. We're revisiting it over and over again.
1: Yeah. The spaghetti didn't stick. Nope. So when we're a bit over-focused on project or initiative-driven change, right, and that's kind of how the change is being managed in an organization, there's, there's some downsides to that, right? There's some right. negative and unintended consequences that are going to occur. And some of that is the change processes are started before you understand, again, how it's going to impact all the parts of the organization mm-hmm. or all the different clinicians or all the different departments. Um, the other is that there's this need to rework, right? So you're, you're making changes or you're reworking it all the time because those unforeseen effects have popped up in the other areas of the organization.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, Tracy, for years, we've referred to this as Beat a Dead Horse Award for oh, yeah. organizations that do this so
1: well, right? Well, you keep trying to get water out of the stone, right? You keep trying to get it to work.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we've learned some lessons around this for over the years as well. And ancient wisdom says that when you discover you're riding a dead horse, the best strategy is to dismount. And that's not what people do, (laughs) right? Gosh, we're our own worst enemies sometimes. We are. We are. Yeah. And so, in healthcare organizations, you know, rather than recognizing we are riding a dead horse, we're really not getting anywhere. Um, We try things like uh, getting a stronger whip to beat the dead horse. You know, (laughs) we are going to make this initiative work. Yep. No matter what. No matter what. Or we go into that brainstorming mode and appoint a committee and, hey, you guys go in that room and you fix it and don't come out until you have an answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Committees can fix dead horses. Oh yeah. Committees. They sure can. The dead horse committee. Um, or a very popular thing in healthcare is we arrange site visits to other organizations to see how they ride their dead horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Cause
1: I'm sure if they can do it, we can do it. Right. Yeah. They'll show us something. Let's
0: go over to this place and see how they do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's always the option, though, of changing the requirements so that the horse no longer meets the standard of death. <laughs> Change the rules. We'll just lower our standard bar a little bit. all yeah. that'll get us a long ways down the road, won't it? No. <laughs> Um. Or we buy a computer program to enhance the dead horse performance. That's my
1: favorite. (laughs) Is it your favorite? (laughs) Let's use technology to fix it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's always the answer. Technology fixes Mm -hmm. everything, don't you know? Sure. Um. Or we form a work group to find uses for dead horses. You know, this (laughs) is what we're stuck with. We gotta get that work group together and just how are we going to deal with this dead horse? We'll,
1: we'll we'll work with the leftovers, right? We'll figure out how to salvage something from this experience, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's one of our favorite little stories there, it is, but it's just the truth. It's how it is. It's just who and how we've been.
0: Right. And the dead horse shows up because we um, are looking at things through that narrow problem lens when it may be more than that. And, um, and we just keep going at it over and over again if we don't have an evidence-based approach, and we don't have an infrastructure to really help see it in a different way, and then also um, that we're missing polarities in this issue as mm-hmm. well too. Well,
1: and it's project-driven, initiative-driven. So yes. we're missing the a lot connection of, to a everything, lot of right? So sometimes that dead horse is just because you know it, it's not connected right yeah. to the rest of it. So yeah, yeah. And then another downside, another. Um, effect can be just you know the positive results that you do get for the change effort can be lost right because mm-hmm. the other problems pop up right right other challenges pop up which take your eye away from uh what was good what did ha- occur right so that's another little bit of a downside
0: to project initiative driven change yeah So then that helps us really appreciate that if we look at change through the context of the whole, it really is beneficial and why we need both, right? So the upside of having a framework or systems-driven approach to change is that there's consideration of the impact of a change on the different parts of the organization, right? You've got that systems thinking lens on and um, it really can make a difference. But you have all the voices. Yeah, right. The team's input is sought out related to the possible impact of the proposed change efforts on the organization. So it's not done in a room with a few people. You have a much bigger lens on the whole situation. And another positive is that the change efforts lead to sustainable outcomes. And that's really what we're, we want, right? Mm-hmm. To support the organization's vision and mission. Like it's connected back to why are we here? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, it, it this, these complement each other, Yeah, right? So again, it's not about either or here. It's not about just project driven change or just framework systems driven change. It's about how do we determine what we need? Yep. And how do we get the best of both, right, and use the appropriate change effort in the appropriate place, right, for the appropriate challenge?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And there are some downsides, you know, to framework or systems-driven change, too, um, You know, uh, there can be a lack of formal processes or methods to carry out, you know, different projects. So again, it doesn't have that, maybe the detail that Mm -hmm. you need when you have that initiative-driven change. Um, Sometimes it's kind of... There's an inability to really promptly identify the problems that need to be solved because it's just so big, right? right. It can it's be hard so, to pinpoint. En- so encompassing, right, that it's hard to narrow it down to really identify the key thing that, that needs to be addressed. Um, and then there's an inability to act quickly, right, on projects that are necessary to improve the outcome. So the bigger, right, the bigger yeah. it is, <laughs> the more people, right, it, it can be challenging yeah.
0: um,
1: to really act and
0: be flexible. Right, right right cuz everything's connected oh my gosh where are we going to start right. and then you right. can start swirling right yep yep so yeah. so when you have good project management and this type of change um you know then you can actually balance that with the upside of project driven change mm-hmm. right and i know we joked around about the dead horse and you know throwing spaghetti at the wall but Having really good project management change is really positive as well. Oh, it's very important. It is because it clears process. It has clear processes to help identify and implement the projects. So it's focused mm-hmm. and very delineated. This is why we're here, and this is what we're going to implement. Um, it also provides a process for understanding all aspects of the problem, um, and then it moves us into action. Right? We can take prompt action due to the initiative and project and the work that we've done. So there's upsides to yeah, it. You can move a little bit more expediently. Yeah. Well it kind of makes it more um oh what, what's the word I'm trying to find? Like it's not so overwhelming, mm-hmm. focused mm-hmm. to yeah. address an issue. Right. Right. Yeah. So we think that, you know, being aware of the need for both of these and applying these approaches appropriately in a balanced way is gonna get you further down the road and to those sustainable outcomes as well. Right, right. Yeah,
1: and then, you know, the thing here is when you want to really strengthen your project-driven change efforts, there's some things that you can do, right, if this is not a strength or you need to strengthen it further. um, Really having guidelines to identify, Mm-hmm. Actual problems, not polarities, but problems, problems. Right, being able to differentiate those and identify the problems and then act on them. Right. So having that to your point, right, that system approach, that guidelines, the the steps that you would do, you know, for managing that change or the process that you need, um, project management processes, resources, reporting, having the infrastructure uh, to um, guide the change also to capture, document, mm-hmm. right, and monitor the progress over time. That's really important. Um, use established process improvement programs. Sure. Right. And, and a lot of people don't do. reinvent the wheel. No. And you know, and those come with the tools and the resources yep. and and structure to help you organize in that way. And then of course it's all about engaging the stakeholders. So having the appropriate stakeholders involved in the in the um, the change process, the project driven change process is really important.
0: Yeah. And um, there's action steps that you can really leverage to uh, make sure you're looking at change through a framework systems driven approach as well. And the first is to establish a process to understand how frameworks support organizational transformation. Okay. And so that's really critical. Again, what is the framework for the big picture? And another action step is to have the purpose and values really driving the change. So we're, again, big picture. Why are we here? Why, are, why do we need to change? Understanding the cultural impact is a framework approach that will really help you as an action step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to evaluate skills, standards, and infrastructures needed. Um, and you know that can look different for different organizations, but you put the effort in to look at your system and a framework around it that will then help really complement the project initiative-driven changes. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, <clears throat> for organizations that are doing both of these things, um, I think, you know, you can be monitoring. Are we leveraging our um, project-driven change initiatives in the appropriate way at the appropriate time and our systems or kind of framework-driven changes um, you know, in the right times and, and just to be monitoring, right? Again, it's that vigilance of keeping an eye on, are we, you know, are we overemphasizing doing project-driven change, right? Yes. Are we reacting, right? Yep. Um, Or are we systematically stepping back and really looking at the whole picture? Um, And so there's early warning signs around that. And just a couple, if you're in the downside of kind of over-focusing on project-driven change, you can kind of get that, oh, here we go again, another project, right? You start to hear in the organization, you know, people are like, oh, geez. Um, More more
0: dead horse awards. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. (laughs) Oh, and then other people will say too, oh, don't worry, it'll go away, just like every other one did, right? So that just tells you. People are not engaged. They Great. don't see the benefit
0: of it. It's not having the effect that you want it to have. Great. It's apathy within the organization. And then you don't even see the fruits of your labor of working on this project. Exactly.
1: Well, and then people don't yeah. engage and do what they need to do. Yeah. So your chances of being successful mm-hmm. are, you know, less, right? Yeah. But then on the other hand, too, if you're really all focused on the whole system and the framework driven change, you know, then you get people saying, well, nothing gets done quickly around here, right? Because it takes a while because it's the whole, not just a part of it. Um, or sometimes they'll say, you know they can't see the for they can see the forest but not the trees. So they are you're missing the details, yeah. right you're missing some very key pieces and people will make some comments mm-hmm. like that like they're mm-hmm. just looking too big, right, right. Um, and they're not getting to the the real stuff here, right And you'll hear that from people as well. So if you just listen, in your organizations, people will tell you what's happening and what's being experienced. You know, you'll know when you're in the downside. Those mm-hmm. are some very early warning signs and people yeah. start talking like that. Um, and then, you know, really, as Michelle pointed out before, we're in this for the sustainable, positive mm-hmm. outcomes. I mean, that is the reason to balance both of these is that if you're going to invest in change efforts in an organization, then you want to make sure you're getting the most out of that, that you're utilizing your resources yeah, uh, you know, appropriately, and that the change that you're going to make is going to be sustainable over the long haul, and that you're going to continue to see progress towards the goal that you've established, and uh, not, you know, kind of five steps back, one step forward, five steps back, one step forward. You want to keep moving forward, right, in that positive regard towards the goal. Um, and so, I think that's really the why—why why this is important, why you need to do that, because we know both are important. Um, and, you know, if you don't, you're going to get the flip side of that, yeah, which is unsustainable change. That's right. And then all the work and effort and resources you put into it are, you know, not going to be fruitful. Right, right. So that's, that's what you're going to end up with if you don't do this and balance both.
0: So let's talk about that balance again and just a few key points to leave you with. Having a framework or systems approach provides that bigger picture which is very important. And uh, when you have the big picture, then you can drill down into the complex issues. And you can see if things are interrelated or not, if you got that big picture. And then when each project is related back to the whole or that bigger picture, it changes the nature of your action steps, right? You see it. You're acting within the big picture, addressing a specific project, and it makes all the difference in the world. So this just calls all of us to be reflective, right? What's going on in our own organizations? Uh, Was there anything that Tracy and I shared with you today that really resonated with you or are you unique and none of this does? (laughs) (laughs) If so, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, but be reflective, be reflective and talk to some of your colleagues about what they've noticed about some of these patterns as well.
1: Yeah. And are you hearing any of the early warning signs? Yeah. Right. That'll tell you right there, right? Where you're sitting, or maybe you're just, you'll know. Mm-hmm. As soon as you listen to this, you'll know right where you're at, right? But that's a great point to be reflective and really think about this. The other thing you know is um, we've had a we've done a number of episodes and are very passionate about clinician burnout, right? Supporting well being, the whole National Academy of Medicine report and what's happening yes. and the serious crisis that we're in, and you know have made our commitments. Um, to support this and to combat burnout. And we are leveraging our 30 years of experience in working uh, with healthcare organizations to really create a framework and a systems approach to developing healthy healing organizations, and one that addresses the kind of the systematic and the individual factors that are associated with burnout. And uh, so if you'd like to know more about our framework for healthy healing organizations, you can uh, schedule a free consultation call just by going to our website www.missinglogic.com. Thanks as always for listening to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We'd love to hear and answer your questions. If you have questions, you can email us at questions at missinglogic.com and we may include your question in a future episode. You can find show notes and links at our website, www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast. If you're the kind of leader who wants to help others, then share this podcast with your peers and other healthcare leaders. We're certain if you found value in it, they will too. Please share this on your social media channels and leave us a review in iTunes. If you don't know how to leave a review, you can find instructions on our website at www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast.